Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the biggest questions at the running back position next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dave Richard. And there are a lot of questions about the running back position. The running back position kind of going through an existential crisis around the NFL. Guys very unhappy about the contract situations at the running back position. And it's kind of hard to figure out how the NFL is going to view the position moving forward. But... For fantasy purposes, I've got three big questions. Dave's going to give me his thoughts on them. And the first one, where's Jonathan Taylor playing in week one? He's playing in Indianapolis against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That seems like the safest assumption. I think it's the only assumption, Chris. I don't see another team coming to his rescue, Mm -hmm. giving him the money that would make him a top five highest paid running back and giving the Colts the type of compensation they would want. For this guy. So I, I think the, about- the only way he's not playing is if he's hurt. I think he'll be off the pup list. I think he'll eventually get there and he will play for Indianapolis. He certainly does not want this year to go by and not count toward his free agent eligibility. Yeah, I wrote about this for the FFT newsletter on Monday. And the one team that I was able to kind of talk myself into as a possible fit just in terms of where they are in their contention schedule and the willingness to give up assets would be the Miami Dolphins. The, the, the problem comes in giving him that extension that he's looking for. Miami's cap situation, you know, obviously to attack him below, get, uh, you know, is going to be making big money. Tyreek Hill has his biggest extension. Jalen Waddle is going to be eligible after next season. So there's a lot of people that they're having to pay already, but this is a team that has been very willing to go get stars when they're available. Jonathan Taylor fits the track meet style of their offense. I think he would be a great fit there. And I think they'd be willing to give up a second or even a first round pick. We saw them do it for Bradley Chubb last year. It's just, would they be able to give him an extension? That's where it becomes trickier. And and I, I agree. It's almost certain Jonathan Taylor is going to be in, in Indianapolis in week one. Might not be happy about it, but he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about another big question, and that is, do the Cowboys add another running back? Ronald Jones suspended for the first two games of this season. They've got Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn behind Tony Pollard. And Jerry Jones was asked about Ezekiel Elliott, and he said they're not closing the door. Do they add another running back? I wonder if the Rojo suspension opens conversation again on Zeke. You know they're going to add something at running back for the first two games of the season because they can put Rojo on the suspended list. That Mm -hmm. opens up a roster spot. They could use that to get a fourth running back in there. 
I don't think they add another running back that severely negatively affects uh, Tony Pollard. I think I think they're all in on Pollard being their main running back. Even if Zeke comes back, I would think that Pollard and Zeke would maybe split those rushing plays near mm-hmm. the goal line. That was the only area that we need to see Pollard get more work in. And I, I think he'll be fine in that role. We don't want Zeke to come back, but maybe he does in a complimentary role now yeah. that, that Rojo is suspended. I've been kind of working under the assumption that they're going to add somebody because if I just projected them with Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn and Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard might be a top five running back for me. So sure. he, he's more like a low end RB one. And then that's because I've been assuming, you know, probably Ezekiel Elliott. I think a reunion there makes a lot of sense. And I would project Ezekiel Elliott for probably 10 to 12 carries. I mean, he might like he did last season, fall into 10 touchdowns and be a, a low end RB three. But I don't think that impacts Tony Pollard. I think he'd still be an RB1, and it, it wouldn't really change how I view him. And one but last question. Where's Dalvin Cook sign? <laughs> I, I don't feel good about handicapping Dalvin Cook at all because he's now been to, what, has he been to every team in the AFC East or just three? I think just AFC. three. He's yeah, certainly he talked to three yet. Visit his broski. Um, I, I think Miami might be where he ends up eventually he'll say, dang, I want to play. I want to show that I can still do it. The Dolphins will say, okay, we'll pay you a little bit closer to what you want. And then he goes to Miami and probably takes the roster spot of Savan Ahmed, if not Ahmed and somebody else mm-hmm. in that backfield. I, I think they could use him. I think he's a good fit for their run scheme. He can catch passes out of the backfield. Everybody knows this about Dalvin Cook. Not necessarily somebody that they're going to give a ton of work to. But I, I think that he makes the most sense in South Florida. Yeah, I, I think Joe Mixon's uh, restructured contract probably serves as a pretty nice template. I think he's going to be making right around $5 million each of the next two seasons. Um, and I do think Cook would be like probably in line for 60 to 65% snap shares in Miami. I don't think he'd play 80%, but I think he'd have a decent role. And, you know, I, I will say I was surprised at how effective the running backs were in Miami, especially down the stretch. Jeff Wilson uh, and Raheem Mostert after week nine, when Jeff Wilson joined the team, the two of them combined for 10 top 30 running back finishes over the final, what, 10 weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. That's not incredible stuff, but seeing as they were splitting, you know, it was a 55 45 share most of the time. That was better than I thought it was. You know, there were some top 15, top 20 weeks sprinkled in there for both of them as well. So I do think Dalvin Cook would be a solid RB2. Probably wouldn't be an RB1 like we've gotten used to, but I think he'd be the clear lead back in Miami and would be, you know, in the 15 to 18 range at running back. That That's my thought. Where would you rank him? I think I'd be a little bit lower than that. Okay. All right, and that's going to do it for FFT and 5 today. We're going to talk about sleepers on tomorrow's episode. We'll see you then.